Support for Kansas City Today comes from Grandma's Office Catering, delivering made-from-scratch hot meals and individual boxed lunches for fast distribution to offices, warehouses, and factories, even on nights and weekends. Details are at grandmascatering.com. This is Kansas City Today. I'm Nomi Nujiadeen. Today is Friday, June 23rd. Coming up, one Ozarks-based troubadour with a Missouri-themed album is bringing new ideas into folk music. I thought if I was making a record that was both codedly and directly queer in some ways, it was not about queer joy at all, but it was about uh, peculiar misery. We'll hear why Willie Carlisle is gaining an international following. Plus, engineering projects on the Missouri River nearly wiped out an ancient fish called the pallid sturgeon. But some say pallids could be a canary in a coal mine, signaling bigger problems in the river. The ecosystem is in trouble on the Missouri River. It's not the pallid sturgeon is in trouble. How efforts to bring back the pallid sturgeon could also protect the floodplain. But first, some headlines. Jackson County Prosecutor Gene Peters Baker will not run for a fourth term next year. In a tearful announcement yesterday, Baker said the job was the opportunity of a lifetime, but it took its toll. The time away from family, the loss of anonymity, the time spent pondering death threats, the mental gymnastics involved in making difficult decisions. Baker says she has no plans to run for another office and doesn't know what she'll do next after her term expires in January 2025. Baker is the longest-serving Jackson County prosecutor in history. She's held the office since 2011 and is known for leading a group of prosecutors who freed Kevin Strickland, a man wrongfully convicted of murder. Under her leadership, the prosecutor's office has convicted multiple police officers accused of using excessive or deadly force. The board that oversees Kansas universities has set a timeline to review and potentially cut some academic programs. Suzanne Perez of the Kansas News Service reports. Over the summer, Kansas Board of Regents staff members will make a list of undergraduate programs that are more than five years old and don't meet two of four metrics for success. They'll look at how many students are enrolled in the major, how many get degrees, whether graduates find jobs in the region, and how much they make. This fall, universities will look at underperforming programs and decide whether to cut or merge them or develop a plan for improvement. Regent Wint Winter says state lawmakers may ask pointed questions about the list. How many programs would have been eliminated or phased down or merged in our Regents universities if this framework was in place and active five years ago? College enrollment is declining across the U.S., A new study concludes Johnson County needs a new 50-bed emergency shelter for people experiencing homelessness. Kyle Palmer reports. The study, put together by local nonprofit InCircle, along with a consultant, also suggested putting 20 affordably priced apartments on the market to help homeless individuals transition to more stable housing. Homelessness is becoming more of an issue in the metro's most affluent county, with activists pushing officials to take more action. Earlier this month, the county commission authorized federal funding for Habitat for Humanity to build homes in Olathe, as well as a pilot program giving landlords incentives to rent to tenants who have housing vouchers. We'll be back after this. It's Friday night. What places are you heading to for post-work happy hour? Tell us. This podcast is making a best of the best list and needs recommendation for happy hour menus at restaurants in KC. Text us at 816-601-4777. That's 816 601 
1-800-227-4777. Standard texting rates apply. A musician based in the Ozarks is attracting international attention for his peculiar approach to folk music. For KCUR, Bill Brownlee recently caught up with Willie Carlisle. More than 200 people paid $15 to hear a folk musician at Knuckleheads on a Sunday in April. That's an impressive turnout for an outsider artist on what's usually a slow night. Willie Carlisle didn't disappoint. Well, Kansas City, Rib Shack, baby, you're mine. Give me the pig, the cow, and the swine. My weights, my love, my shimmy, my shine. Damn, I found Jesus in a barbecue line. Damn, I found Jesus in a barbecue line. It was the biggest audience Willie Carlisle has attracted in Kansas City. The Ozark-based musician with humble roots is on a bit of a roll. I was born and raised in Kansas. Um, I got to Arkansas maybe 12 years ago. Dr. Ralph W. Hall, Carlisle's uncle, says his nephew stood out as a teen athlete. He's a big guy. Yeah. Took to football very well because he did like to hit people. That physicality didn't translate to his initial path in poetry. And besides, Carlisle's true love was always music. The neophyte troubadour began commuting to Kansas City 10 years ago. The Westport Saloon was an incredibly important place. Uh, they allowed me to play on Monday nights for next to nobody. That was a, a place that was like a, a proving ground. I didn't have the right gear. I didn't know what I was doing. Yet the opportunity changed his life. I was able in Kansas City to tell myself for the first time, look, I can drive four hours away from where I currently lay my head, uh, sleep above a, a dirty bar room, and uh, sing for my supper. Carlisle developed a following as he honed his songwriting and became proficient on guitar, fiddle, accordion, banjo, and harmonica. Yeah, I'm a public park patron, library sleuth. I'm a thrift store grifter of western suits, bringing out three chords of the truth like a wash rag on a bar. I was telling myself a couple years ago, I'm really proud to be a journeyman. And what I want to do is I, I want to be a master of it. Carlisle's self-deprecation is unwarranted. He's at the vanguard of what he calls a weird little revolution in folk music. The title track of his 2022 album, Peculiar Missouri, is about an existential crisis in a big box retailer. Well, I bet you know where we're going already. That song is about uh, the sacredness of our flyover spaces, of the places that you might not think you could belong. There's no public library, no YMCA, and the liquor stores closed at sundown, so it's looking like the Walmart. The song has an alternate pronunciation and additional meanings. Peculiar misery, yeah, or, uh, or queer misery or queer sorrow. People keep talking about um, queer joy, and um, as a queer person, I was kind of like, what is queer joy and how do I get some of it? <laughs> and so I, I thought I, if I was making a record that you know, was both codedly and directly uh, queer in some ways. It was not about queer joy at all, but it was about uh, peculiar misery. The theme carries over to many of Carlisle's other songs. Now I will love whoever I will please. I will kiss my friends upon the cheek. Kiss my friends upon the cheek. Repeat till I believe I don't have to be ashamed of what I love. For many fans, Carlisle provides commonplace joy, not peculiar misery. 
and he's playing to bigger audiences throughout North America and Europe. Still, his goals are modest. I would like to have uh, enough money to pay for an emergency, and I would like to be able to like just pinch the butt of the middle class just like a little bit eventually. There's nothing peculiar about that. And if I had a nickel for every time I've taken shelter from the storm alone and naked in my bed sheets, I could pay off all my loans, buy some nicer clothes, find a job that didn't always scare me. For KCUR, I'm Bill Brownlee. Third cup of coffee. How the heart's a big tent. Gotta let everybody in. Doesn't matter who they are, if they do right or where they've been. Everybody gets in. I think I know a secret. age of the dinosaurs, pallid sturgeon have thrived in what's become the Missouri River. The fish made it through mass extinctions and multiple ice ages. But populations have plummeted over the last 90 years as humans installed dams and engineered the river current. Harvest Public Media's Elizabeth Rembert reports the pallid sturgeon struggle may be a signal of larger issues in the Missouri River. Early on a fall morning, a graduate student leans forward on an airboat, reaching for a fishing line that she baited the night before. For hours, it floated in Nebraska's Platte River, an offshoot of the Missouri. Her professor, Mark Pegg, looks on to see what she's caught. Looks like there's a fish or two on. Might not be the right fish, but... (laughs) Pegg and his students are searching for the endangered pallid sturgeon. It's a funny-looking fish with a long snout and a humped back, all covered in beige scales. The funky features are for a good reason, says Wayne Nelson Stastny with the Fish and Wildlife Service. If you're going to design a fish in an engineering program to the Missouri River, where you can't see, you can smell, you can hear, and to be able to handle the currents, a pallid sturgeon is what you would design. But those traits didn't help out when the pallid came up against the massive projects of the 20th century, when engineers built dams and narrowed the river. That basically eliminated the fish's habitat, and soon it was rare to catch a young pallid sturgeon. What they were capturing was older fish, never anything in the the small, young type pallids. And so there was a major concern about, are we going to have this population go extinct? Biologists were worried about what it meant if this fish, so in tune with the river after millions of years of evolution, was struggling. Those concerns kick-started a hatchery to resuscitate the pallid sturgeon population. Biologist Chris Hooley leads the Gavin's Point National Fish Hatchery in Yankton, South Dakota. He talks over dozens of huge fish tanks to explain the program. In this building, there's about 1,600 fish. And what it serves for is it's a genetic backup for the pallid sturgeon in the upper Missouri River. The hatchery raises baby pallids from eggs and then releases them into the river to keep the population going. Hooley uses an ultrasound machine to examine a fish. Oh, winner, winner. All those little BBs that you see are actually black eggs inside this fish. So this is a female that's reproductive that will spawn in the spring. 
But eventually, biologists want pallids to reproduce naturally and grow in the Missouri without their help. So the Corps of Engineers has been working to recreate their pre-engineering habitats. Changing stretches of the river to benefit endangered species hasn't been popular. It came to a head after the region saw devastating floods in 2011 and 2019. Farmers blamed the habitat restoration projects for their damaged property. Here's Wayne Nelson Stastny of Fish and Wildlife again. I've been in meetings where busloads of people show up and say, my farm is not your laboratory. But to Jared Mestel, who worked in Nebraska game and parks for decades, the pallid sturgeon has mistakenly become a scapegoat for larger problems on the river. The ecosystem is in trouble on the Missouri River. It's not the pallid sturgeon is in trouble. Mestel thinks narrowing the river for the navigation industry increased flood heights and frequencies. He says undoing those projects and widening the river could restore habitat for animals like the pallid sturgeon and make more room for flood years. Yes, it will cost a lot of money, but have a system that will meet our needs today and for a long way in the future. A future that will likely include more flooding as climatologists predict stronger and more frequent storms. For Harvest Public Media, I'm Elizabeth Rembert. This story is part of NOVA's Climate Across America initiative with support from the Corporation for Public Broadcasting. It's being distributed by Harvest Public Media. This is Kansas City Today. I'm Nomi Nujiadeen. This podcast is produced by Trevor Grandin and KCUR Studios and edited by Lisa Rodriguez and Gabe Rosenberg. To read Bill's story about Willie Carlisle and Elizabeth's story about the pallid sturgeon, visit KCUR.org, where you can find more news from around the region from Kansas City's NPR station. Thanks for listening, and I'll see you next week. You listen to Kansas City Today every day because we're your local, reliable news source. You take us seriously. But now it's time to have some fun. Join us at our annual benefit, Radioactive, on June 14th. NPR's All Things Considered host Ari Shapiro is the featured guest at this party, and it's gonna be bumping. You gotta be there. Sponsorship packages and ticket information are available at kcur.org radioactive. Hi, it's Terry Gross, the host of Fresh Air. We bring you in-depth, long-form interviews with actors, directors, musicians, authors, journalists, and more. Listen to our Peabody Award-winning Fresh Air podcast from WHYY and NPR.